Welcome to another enlightening episode of the Mintville podcast. But first, we're thrilled to share with you Refresh, our pioneering monthly training initiative crafted for dental professionals grappling with team discord, communication challenges, and burnout. This program is your gateway to a life of purpose and satisfaction within the confines of your dental practice and beyond. Refresh is equipped with actionable tools and scientifically backed Mint Method formula designed to dismantle stress and obstacles, empowering you to unleash your vitality and realize your fullest potential. Each month, we provide sessions specifically developed to support you in navigating your path to success and thriving in every facet of your life journey. But wait, we have more. Participate in our weekly live coaching sessions for enriched understanding, community engagement, and professional guidance. Leveraging our experience in both life coaching and the dental sector, we're committed to assisting you in identifying and boldly applying your distinct skills daily. And additionally, you'll receive unrestricted access to our comprehensive archive of refresh modules and contribution from guest experts in the industry. This invaluable collection of materials is readily available to assist you in moving from a place of stagnation to a vibrant, purpose-driven life, brimming with happiness. Let Refresh be the beacon on your transformative personal and professional journey. So welcome to a transformative episode of the Mint Door Talk It Out podcast, where today we're diving deep into the realms of health, happiness and the power of the mind. We're thrilled to introduce Leslie Thornton, a pioneering NLP and hypnosis trainer renowned for her revolutionary hypnosis for permanent weight loss program. Mm. Leslie has dedicated her life to helping individuals break free from the endless cycle of dieting, mental obsession with food, and the pursuit of ideal body image through the profound power of hypnosis and executive coaching. Today, she's here to share her insights on how dental professionals can navigate stress, achieve a healthy lifestyle, and embrace their most authentic selves. Get ready to explore strategies that promise not just temporary fixes, but a permanent transformation in the way you think about health, wellness, and personal fulfillment. Join us as we welcome Leslie Thornton. All right. All right, Mint Door listeners, we are thrilled that you are here today with us as we bring to you our guest, Leslie Thornton. Leslie, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, awesome. Um, So I'd like to just jump in because you have done something really creative. You have successfully merged hypnosis with weight loss to create lasting change. And so I'd love to know how you understand and master um, emotions that play a crucial role in this process, because I think there's a lot of emotions involved around um, weight loss and eating and um, dieting, and especially for like professionals in high stress jobs, like, like dental professionals. 100%. There's a big correlation, like the more successful that you are at your career, the more your personal life tends to suffer because those same amazing traits that you have as a leader uh, may also be the same things that make you not as good. For example, if you're a great leader, you're probably pretty good at not masking your emotions, not having anybody right notice that you're kind of getting shaken up or concerned about things. And so you're very good at stuffing them down. Well, so in that case, if you're doing that, then the emotion has to come out at some point, right? So it's like oftentimes we'll numb it. We'll have it, we'll numb it so that it can come out. So eating or drinking or, you know, shopping or any of these kinds of habits we can get into um, can be the actual outlet. It can also affect our relationships big time because without emotional mastery in relationships, 
it can be very challenging. Uh, so yeah, my the whole story of how it all came together briefly was just my lifelong struggle with food, body, and weight stuff. First diet was at eight years old, which I heard that you know 80% of girls are on their first diet by the time they're 10. So just kind of getting all of that kind of stuff in my beautiful, ripe mind and starting to pay attention to those things. And it was really just a lifelong journey of trying to figure out how I could lose weight, keep it off, feel happy on a regular basis. And like so many of us is like you have success doing some kind of diet and you get that dopamine rush and it's amazing. But then, you know, the statistic is 80% of people who lose their weight with diet and exercise will gain it back within the year or two plus some. And so it's like, okay, so the jig is up, you know, what are we missing here? So for me, I found hypnosis in 2011. So I'm a registered nurse by trade. And so as a nurse hearing about hypnosis, I was a bit skeptical, you know, how could this actually work? They didn't teach me this in nursing school, but I was so desperate because diets weren't working for me anymore for something. So I did all of the pre-work and then I listened to the hypnosis and woke up the next day and felt, you know, definitely not controlled by those thoughts anymore about what was I going to have for breakfast and how I'm going to make sure I'm not going to eat later and how do I not step on the scale and all of the rigmarole. So that kind of just opened me up to all things unconscious mind. And I'm a neurolinguistic programming trainer now and I train people in hypnosis. So it's just fascinating. Like if I can overnight get past this lifelong inner battle with food, body and weight stuff, what else can I do? Right. So I continue to educate myself and apply this to different areas of my life. But when it comes to all the, you know, the permanent weight loss that I offer clients, I found that the hypnosis itself was not enough. So when I became a hypnotherapist and I became a coach, I initially did packages where it was just, you know, let's do some hypnosis sessions together the way that most people receive hypnosis. But when I checked back in with them six months later, they were like, you know, work during the time, but I'm back on Weight Watchers again. And it was like, I don't want to provide a service that doesn't actually provide a solution for people, right? So I found through my own journey that it was also, how do I actually think like someone who doesn't have this issue, right? And actually have an anti-diet mindset, which is actually a big key to having total freedom. And then another component that I'd never found all of these components in one program, the hypnosis, the mindset, and then the emotional mastery was a major piece that I needed for myself and added in of how do we actually feel our feelings harder, faster, better, stronger, so that we can be relieved of all of the crazy negative thinking or whatever that also keeps us stuck and then supports us in actually being able to be present to experience happiness, to think more clearly, right? And to just make those more grounded decisions from a space of like safety, comfort, all the good things. And then so over time, by making that a practice of feel first, right? Think like a person who is a normal eater, program your mind to be in a relaxed mode and feed the unconscious mind these positive affirmations about eating, that's when we can actually have that permanent solution as far as, you know, over time, you know, your, your weight balances out and you're not thinking crazy thoughts anymore. That's really fascinating. And, and I'd love to, you know, put a bookmark here. There's so much to get into there, but something that you said early on in there was the, how as leaders, high stress professionals, we tend to stuff our emotions down. 
And part of that is just the nature of our jobs. Like we, we, we can't really just let our emotions out in the moment of our jobs usually. And you get that as a nurse. Yeah. And so, you know, until you said that, I had never really thought about it that way, that they have to come out in another way. They do 100%. Yep. So it's just, you know, I work with people who have all day long jobs and, you know, you have to kind of keep it together, but are we actually stopping after work and checking in and saying, Hey, what was hard today? And hey, maybe I actually need to release some of these emotions consciously mm-hmm. so that I can let that go and think about maybe what I need to do differently, right? And then take different actions and have a better day tomorrow versus I see it all the time. It's just like piling on, piling on, piling on, piling on. And that's the other strength that business owners will have or leaders is like we can fix anything. Oh, I know what I need to do. I need to do this and that and the other thing. And then that let me do it and then tweak that and, da, da, and we can do that all day long. But something that people don't realize is that our brains actually do that as a way to keep ourselves safe from feeling the feelings. Mm. So it's like we become fixers as a way to cope, as a way to not feel. Mm-hmm. So it's again that double-edged sword of like we it's great to train your mind to be a problem solver, but you know, eventually this is where we see burnout. This is where we see depression. This is where we see suicidal thinking, which I know is an issue with dentistry, right? So how can we actually kind of stop that stuff in its tracks and, and have a way to, I call it the emotional release valve, mm-hmm. like release that valve on a regular basis because we are human beings, right? So that we can live better lives. You said something that attracted my attention and I'd love to just ask the question how can I or somebody release consciously release emotion because you said you have to consciously release emotion can you just explain a little bit about what that involves 100% so the first thing is having the awareness that there's emotion to actually be released which sometimes because we are not used to feeling we don't even know it Mm -hmm. so anytime that you're you recognize yourself in that problem solver, trying to fix it right mode, or you're just thinking, 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 thinking. You just remember what I'm saying and just be like, wait, like, let me just test this. Like, am I actually stressed about something? Did something hard happen today that I'm not actually present to? So number one, be aware that there might be something in the background happening that could be addressed. Mm-hmm. A couple of different things you can do. So number one, you can actually put two chairs next to each other. And you can speak from the emotion to the other chair just completely authentically. So it'll be like, I hated that she said that to me today at work, right? And that's the other thing as leaders, it's like, we're like, oh, we're adults and we're going to be kind to everybody. But it's like, the truth is we still have these little parts of ourselves that are like angry that like she did that. And like, we can have these catty dramatic stuff. So I tell my clients, I coach them, I'm just like, be as dramatic as you need to be, right? Be a victim, you know? And it's like, how often when we're programmed to never be that way, are we actually coached to actually be as victim-y as possible? And it's for a reason. It's so that you can release it, right? And it's in a safe way. It's in a healthy way so that you can authentically show up. Because if you're, again, just going back to work and you have this qualm with this person on your team, like you're not going to be as connected. You're not, it's fake, you know? all this that's never going to actually lead to the connections that can make the biggest difference. So 
chair back and forth of just being like, I can't believe you said that. And she said this and I hate that and like whatever it is. Or if you're mad at yourself or something like, you know, I failed again today and I should have done this that way. And you always do things wrong. Like you want to kind of tap into the feeling and speak from the feeling Mm. as authentically as possible. And then once that feels complete, you can switch to the other chair and then as authentically as possible from the receiving end of that wanting to respond back. So I oftentimes need to help my clients with this as well, because sometimes they'll be like, well, you shouldn't say that because everything's really good and life is okay and you should be grateful. And I'll be like, ooh, let's pause. Like, is that really what you want to say back? Like, is that really how you would respond if you heard that? Because in my experience, the first time I ever did this, I was so surprised of, so it was like a lot of self-hatred that was coming out of like, you suck at this and why can't you get it together? And then the other side though came back and was like, you're the worst person ever. Like, stop talking to me that way. Like it was this argument. Mm. And what I got to see in physical real time was the stress and anxiety I was feeling in my body was this argument going back and forth in my unconscious mind. But because I wasn't actually present to it, I wasn't bringing it into the light, right? Some people may have heard of shadow work. So we're bringing it out into the light, right? Then it's just constantly staying stuck. And this is when we feel that ball of anxiety. And that's when we're numbing, numbing. So it's like, bring it out, see it, transform it, feel it, right? And now we can move on. It's, you know, emotions are just energy in motion. So we're just working with it in a smart way so that we can get back to remembering we are everything and anything's possible, whatever, authentically. So yes, I was surprised that there was that battle going on. And then I also, you know, I was doing it for my food, body and weight stuff. And it was like, wow, every time that I am binging on food, this is the argument that's happening. It's so much self-hatred and I didn't even see it before. Right. So then it no longer became that the problem was binging on food. The problem was my emotional mastery. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then it gave me a whole different focus. And this is where everybody is missing the bit, you know, like the $7 billion weight loss industry is feeding off, fixing the cycle of I'm overeating, help me. So they're giving you a controlled way to handle this. But unless you handle the root cause of the emotion that caused it from the beginning or the events or whatever, the thought, we're never actually going to get out of the diet hamster wheel. Mm -hmm. And that can be applied to any addiction or, you know, whatever like that. Yeah, That's one tool. There's so many. I mean, yeah. I mean, thank you for sharing that. And to see that picture of how that works is is really useful. And bringing it back to food with a sub, you know, the subconscious that goes in our, on in people's minds with food obsessions and habits surrounding food. Have you got a key technique or a strategy that people can use to tap into that, the subconscious part, to sort of promote healthy habits and their well being? Mm, yeah. So just mindset wise of like ways of thinking that can support mm-hmm. people. So it really depends on where somebody is at when they're starting as far as what that can look like. But if you've been a dieter for your entire life, right, it's programmed heavily into our minds of being like, this is bad food. This is good food. And then we attach the morality to it and it becomes I'm bad for eating this bad food. Mm-hmm. I am good because I ate this good food. Right. Mm -hmm. And as healthcare professionals, right, it's also double wired into us. Right. So then we're whatever. So this is why healthcare professionals all have weight loss issues or weight problems. I just heard a statistic, statistic. it was staggering. It's like 65% of, you know, weight or healthcare professionals are overweight or something. But anyway, Mm -hmm. 
Not our fault. Our brains are programmed to be the most healthy people because we know everything, but knowing makes no difference after a certain point. So one of the first mindset things, if you've been a dieter for this long or have those kinds of concepts is how can we change it where it's like, no food is bad, right? No food is bad. And I'm not bad if I eat sugar or cake or anything, right? Food neutrality is a main thing, you know, that I work with my clients. So it's like an apple is an apple. A piece of cake is a piece of cake. A door is a door. They all have functions. You know, I interviewed a nutritionist and I asked her, like, how do you coach your clients as a nutritionist with knowing all of the nutritional value of food about this? And she said, what I tell my clients is, how can something be bad for you that could actually save your life if you are starving? Mm -hmm. If you are starving and there is a butterfinger next to you and you ate it, you would live. So therefore, it's not bad, Mm -hmm. you know, but when we have those mental labels on all of that, it completely makes the whole cycle kind of fall back on itself. So we kind of need to reprogram all of that. And it's not, it's like, oh, but you know, but then we're eating unhealthy things. And how could you say those things aren't healthy? But it's, we're talking the long-term game. And in order to have food neutrality, where you're eating like a normal eater in a balanced way, we need to support you in getting past those fears and anxieties about if you do make a mistake or eat a bad or wrong food. And then we can work on finding the balance that's right for you. You know, it's interesting how you bring up this emotional mastery and mindset and relate it to like stressful careers and stressful. I mean, life is stressful for everyone. And and I'm not just saying our careers or, you know, anyone can have stress in today's world. And so... What's interesting is I wonder, do you ever translate that releasing those feelings to then also future forecasting what you do want to feel? Releasing those feelings to future forecast what you do want to do. Can you give me an example? Or, you know, when you, it, it brought it to light when you said, you know, food neutrality, no food is bad. But if you look at a Butterfinger and you look at an apple and you say, how am I going to feel when I eat an apple? And how am I going to feel when I eat a Butterfinger? Yes. Like, can you use, you know, can you use it forward facing too? 100%. And that's what I find with my clients is that eventually that is the way that they start to make their choices. And it's how I empower them to make the choice, right? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes it's like, I actually feel like I'm going to feel amazing if I have that piece of cake. Right. And it's just like, okay, so that might be the right answer, you know, Mm -hmm. in this Mm -hmm. moment, who's to say that it's not, Mm -hmm. you know, and maybe I want that little bit of sugar high and like, it's part of the celebration and I want to be here for this. Right. (laughs) And then there's times when it's like, no, the apple actually makes me feel more energized. There's a process. So when we start dieting at such young ages, we never actually get to have a safe container to figure that stuff out for ourselves. So immediately we have labels of you should eat that, you shouldn't eat that, you're going to get fat for that, you're going to, right? And so how do we know? It's just the thoughts that are orchestrating what we're supposed to be doing from a should, right? Versus, hey, I actually made those mistakes. I learned that it makes me feel like this. So let me adjust like that. Or let me see how it feels if I do this, then that, right? It's just very infrequent. So in my program, it's like we're giving people that safe space to discover Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. how that feels for them. And so initially, depending on where someone's at, it may be that process of allowing all foods and feeling safe to eat it and getting rid of bad and wrong. But then it becomes course correction and feeling and I just want to feel energized and good all the time. So let's find out what makes you feel that way. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I love that. I love the thought of like, like sometimes you do want the feeling of enjoying the cake, you know, because it's maybe a very special cake or a social situation. And there's a lot that goes in with that. And so, yeah, good. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. Thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I, I was just curious if, you know, balancing as dental professionals, balancing a demanding career, and then also trying to balance health goals just in, in the time frame and the, the, the capacity that they have, what's one actionable tip if, if you could give just one nugget for them to like take away today that they could put to use tomorrow? I love that. I have a belief that health really follows happiness. And I just heard a podcast recently that was talking about the term anhedonia, which means a lack of joy in our lives. And, you know, as high performers or dentists, right, business owners, it's like so often it's like, right. And I remember there was a time on a path where I was like, there's literally, I've stripped away every joy in my life to the point where I don't even know what makes me happy anymore. I don't know what gives me joy. And I have my clients actually create something to kind of get back into remembering those things. So, you know, when it comes to health goals as a busy professional, I would tap into like, what are the things that used to make me happy, right? As a kid or whatever. And probably some of those things are some kind of movement right? Or some kind of socialization, like things that you've lost. And when we're coming to holistic health, when we're talking about that, it's like all aspects of your life need to be in balance, right? So when you're tuning into the wheel of life and it's like, oh, you know what? I used to love playing soccer. It's like, oh, well, are there rec sports around for adults that you can join to just do something completely different that can lead to happiness, that's going to lead to movement, that's going to lead to better decision-making and better health. So making sure that whatever you're doing feels like something super exciting to you. Don't just, it's not just like, oh, plan and structure and do this and the other thing. It's like, yeah, you could do that if that's what's bringing you joy. But when it comes to staying consistent, it's like, no, let me think about like, what haven't I tried or what did I used to love or you know, this type of thing, and then just schedule it and make sure it happens, make it as important as the appointment you have with a client. Mm-hmm. That's great advice. I love that. I love bringing the joy back and remembering what used to bring you joy. And yeah, that, yeah, that's one that's thing cool. I'll just add on that too, is like, it's important to honor whatever space of life that you're in right now. Like mm-hmm. there, there's so much self-judgment and self-criticism, you know, about, okay, well, I can't ever get to the gym or I can't. And it's like, if you have, if you're in a space where it's just like, you're super stressed, you know, maybe you just started the business or there's new hires, or it's like, the, there's a quote of like, the bigger the game that you play in life, the more in and out of integrity, you're going to have to learn how to go. Mm. So if you're playing a big game, then that means that you're probably not going to be a perfect eater. You're probably not going to make every single workout. You're probably not going to be doing everything right. And this is a big thing I have to coach my clients out of is that perfectionistic mentality. It's just, it's not realistic. So, you know, what are different things that you can do that actually honors where you're at right now? There was times in my path where it was like, 
every time that I would think about like, how do I want to move my body? It was like zero. Like I just had no energy. It was not the season of my life to be thinking about that. So I'd occasionally go for a walk and occasionally do some light stretching. And that was good enough for me during that period. Right. But I had to see for myself that like this period is about healing. This period is about feeling and working on X, Y, and Z. I just went through hard stuff in my life. Right. Mm -hmm. So just the importance of not shaming yourself if you're not doing anything, but just being true with yourself of like, I can actually do this right now or like zero part of my being feels like I can even go there. And the sooner that you can accept where you're at, and make it okay if you're not doing everything right or the way you used to when you were on fire with your health, the sooner that you can actually have your energy naturally come back and you may feel more and more inclined to get back doing those routines again. Hmm. I love that. A little self-compassion and grace and yes, personal understanding for... Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's that. Thank you for saying that because I think that that is a big topic that we don't hear enough of is like understand where you're at and and be compassionate to yourself and everyone else is just putting on this persona that they're doing it all and so you feel like you should be able to keep up doing that too and then that's where that cycle starts of perfectionism yep no comparing everybody's in different seasons of life at different times and just mm-hmm. checking in with yourself of like is this a season for me for that no. Okay. Then let's focus on what it is the season for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it could even be like daily or hourly, really, if you think about it, what, what season am I in today? <laughs> 100%. Absolutely. Yep. Like Karen just, Karen has jet lag, so she's yeah. probably not running a marathon today. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, I'm making mistake after mistake, small, silly things, but it really does show that you just have to give yourself grace on the day. And I was thinking, what am I going to do after this? And I was like, well, I could do this. And I actually think I'm actually just going to sit down because I think that's what I need today Mm -hmm. is just to recoup some of the time difference back in in a way. But a few months ago, I was lucky enough that I attended one of your free hypnosis trainings. And it was a really great experience. And during the course of it, I went somewhere, I don't know quite where I was in my brain, but it, I, it, it, it was really, really good. So I was just wondering if you could share with our audience a little bit about what that is and what's involved with it. Yeah. So the actual, the healthy hypnosis hour night or, okay, great. I've been doing yeah. it for almost two years now, I think. So the third Wednesday of every month, usually. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we just start out talking about hypnosis, what it is the science behind it, how it actually works, because I get that question a lot. Oh, it doesn't work for me. Or is it going to actually work for me and all this? And I find that if people understand the science behind how it actually works and right, let's like anything, if you're educated about it, you're more open to it and this type of thing. And then, yeah, just talk about that and then do the hypnosis session. Mm -hmm. And then included in that, I also talk about you know, how hypnosis is not the only answer to permanent weight loss and the other keys that are, you know, required, as well as, you know, who the work works for and, you know, what it's all about. So, yeah, I'm glad you had such a good experience. Yeah, it was, it was really good. And I went into it very open-minded because I quite often don't mind how things work. 
if it works, then that's good. I don't need nice. to. I'm like that too. It's just like, it, it, I don't mind it. how, but if it works, that's great. And it was, it was really, really good. One other thing that you have that, that I wanted to share with our audience was you have a download that people can get some to do with the hypnosis and permanent weight loss. Maybe just share a little bit with that with our audience. Sure. Yep. It's a free ebook. I believe it's still free. If not, it's like a dollar or something. But the link is hpwl.info forward slash ebook, all one word in lowercase. And it has my story just talking about, you know, what I dealt with and how on paper I was doing so good in life and was achieving all the check boxes, but how inside it was anxious and, you know, behind closed doors eating and numbing and different things. And and then I offer different, some emotional mastery tools that you can actually practice as you're reading the book. So that's in there. And then there's a whole resource page that also includes some meditations and other exercises to support people and, you know, transforming the stuff that can get in our way. That's great. And we'll put the link to all of that in our show notes. So anybody can go back and read those notes underneath and uh, can go straight to it. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a great resource. And this has just been a really eye-opening and enlightening conversation, just really beyond weight loss. (laughs) Yeah. So far, like it's so much more in depth. So yeah, thank you for sharing a little piece of your knowledge and your, your talent and light with us. If someone's curious about what they've heard today, and they want to look into the the hypnosis night or your ebook or maybe working with you or more information how what's the best way to find you yeah thanks so the website that is ours is hpwl.co mm-hmm. hpwl.co and then the to register for the healthy hypnosis hour so it's hpwl.info forward slash healthy hypnosis and you'll just get that link to register. And then we'll give you some nice text reminders and all the stuff for the upcoming events. And then something else, if anyone's listening and they're like, I don't have a food thing, but what she's saying is resonating with me as far as that. I just started a, a few months back, an emotional mastery group coaching program for people. It's not like any modules or anything. It's literally just kind of like office hours with myself. And then you also get our app with some hypnosis, meditations, and emotional mastery tools included. So if there's any leaders that just want support with actually, you know, doing the work that makes a difference to feel happier on a regular basis and to just do better at work, I have some awesome leaders in there right now. And it's just like to have them just have a safe place to be like, this person at work is driving me crazy, you know, and like, they're trying to be professional, but it's like for them to actually get everything that they need to be able to show up powerfully and develop their leadership through the emotional mastery and expand their careers um, is just awesome. So the information for that is also on the website. Um, Just look under programs with emotional mastery. Oh, fantastic. That sounds really cool. (laughs) It's fun. I love it. Yes. Uh, Well, thank you for sharing this with us today and our listeners. We absolutely adored um, getting to know a little bit more about what you do and uh, how you help people and all your passions and your mission. And we hope that our listeners found some encouragement today from uh, what you had to say. So thank you so much, Leslie, for spending some time with us. Thank you so much. I absolutely love being with both of you. So I just really appreciate both of you. And thanks for having me. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right, everyone. We hope you enjoyed and we'll see you on the next episode of the Mint Door Podcast.